Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is number 21 and this is November 5th, I believe. Yes. Yes, it's Sunday, Sunday morning. And uh, we said last week that we might not have uh, a podcast this week or next week, which mm-hmm. was last week, which is this week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But we have time, so we're going to film a quick yeah. one. Here. We managed okay. to work it out. The uh, the visiting uh, guests schedule yeah. allowed us uh, this little hole in time. So Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we have we have lots to discuss, actually. And uh, we don't have a lot of time, but we're going to try and get through everything. And uh, I wanted to talk about one thing straight off, straight off, because it's fresh on my mind. It just happened. And we had a comment from an SHL fan mm-hmm. on um, on our arena video. And we had in the in the video, we had made observations that there were, sta- there were standing room. Right. And I will say that I have been bombarded by people from the SHL sending me videos of um, SHL fans and songs and the cheers and the chants and everything that go into SHL games. And I'll say right now, I've seen them all. They're, yeah. they're amazing. They are. They're incredible. 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 I would love to see a game yeah. in Sweden mm-hmm. and be a part of that. Yeah. However, there are a select few of that group of SHL fans who send me these videos and, and it's not all of them. It's only a small major- It's only a small part of them. They they send them to me and be like, "Here's what real NHL fan or here's what real hockey fans Ooh, look like." Burn. Yeah. And yeah. so I had a specific discussion today with someone named uh, Jimmy Alebark, and he basically said that um, North American fans aren't real fans because we don't sing and cheer and chant like they do. And then he said that all we want to do is sit down. And eat and drink. <laughs> and he also called us Americans. Oh, again, again, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's unfortunate because some of the some of the best and most nice people I've met because of this channel have come from Sweden. Sure. And like we've got uh, guys on on our Discord from Sweden, nicest people in the world. Mm-hmm. But then he gets this this select few who just try and shove shove that in our face that yeah. Swedish fan hockey fans are better than North American fans. And I don't necessarily disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said at the beginning, SHL fans are amazing. These chant, these chants and songs and stuff is incredible. Yeah. I would love to see that in North American hockey, but to throw it in our face, like, Th- and that, to call us not real fans. Yeah. What, what's the point of that? That's apples and oranges. They're not equipped to comment on our degree of fan engagement and we're not equipped to really comment on their degree of fan engagement totally and we know that but some of those guys over there don't Mm -hmm. you know they they determine that you know it well i I said to you earlier today if they sat and watched a game in 1962 in toronto (laughs) or montreal where everyone's sitting with a with a suit and a tie and all the women are dressed in their finest with the hat on and everything they would think that that was you know we're all in church well guess what we were yeah because for us hockey is church and there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with the chants and singing and stuff it, it's incredible the atmosphere is amazing but a lot of the times it doesn't even look like these people are watching the game yeah and so you that person jimmy can make fun of us for sitting down and and eating or drinking and watching a game but uh that's what we're there to do we're there to watch the game so. yeah I, i've seen some some of the videos that were shared with you are probably ones i've seen as well where yeah. they're shot from the the outside of the boards looking up into the stands and there's usually one or two cheerleaders, probably, you know, in various stages of inebriation that are standing up and they're looking with their back to the play, but they're facing the fans and they're waving and they're chanting and the fans are all engaged and they're clapping their hands. Mm. And that's all absolutely wonderful. But every so often you'll see them just go nuts. Well, they're going nuts because someone just scored a goal. Right. Their team. But, 
you didn't even know their team had the puck by watching them before because they were too busy singing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is special, mm-hmm. but uh, it's and it is exciting. Like I would love to be a part of it and see it in person. Oh yeah, it doesn't really mean that we're not hockey fans in North America because we don't do that. Like that's it. Just right. kind of makes it makes Swedish fans look bad. Yeah. This just a couple of these people who have said this to me, and it, it's it's not just fans no. in Sweden. I mean, there's Canadian fans who are, sure. are dinks, and there's uh, <laughs> American fans at the same thing. It's just. Yeah. There's always going to be those people. If I wasn't a real hockey fan and a true hockey fan, I'm probably on the wrong show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same here. <laughs> I'm dedicating my time incorrectly. <laughs> uh, moving on, let's talk about the trade that almost happened. The almost trade. The almost trade, and this has gotten a lot of attention, mm. and it still might happen according to some people, but the trade was between Ottawa, Nashville, and Colorado. It was a, a threesome trade, <laughs> and we, we would have saw Ooh. Ottawa send to Nashville Kyle Turris. Mm-hmm. We would have saw Nashville send to Colorado um, picks and prospects, right. and we would have saw Colorado send to Ottawa Matt Duchesne. Right. Um, I, love this de- I love this trade for Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I don't like this trade for Nashville. I don't think that that's a fair no. bargain at all. And I think it's probably okay for Colorado because Duchesne's going to leave anyway, and you're you're going to get all these picks and prospects. That's yeah. that's great. The weird part was the the talk on the street has been for really for the last year that Colorado wanted a lot for Duchesne. They wanted an A level player. Yeah. They wanted a really good prospect, and they still wanted picks. Uh, just getting some picks and prospects in this exchange looks like Colorado is not getting what they insisted on getting right. from every other team that approached them over the last eight, 10 months. So I don't know if that's really all there. Elliot Friedman started onto it on Friday night on Twitter and uh, some other journalists picked it up over the weekend. And I, I'm like you, I don't think it's dead. It's just a matter of degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tourist needs to leave Ottawa. It's just not working out. He has to go somewhere. Yeah, I think he said that uh, he wants seven to eight years minimum for like six million or something yeah. like that, and that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not, not in Ottawa. Not gonna happen when you've got Carlson having you have to sign him next year. You got yeah. Mark Stone coming up. You've got to sign. Yeah, and you're gonna want to sign Mark Stone and keep him. Absolutely. Long-term, so. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate, yeah. but it is unfortunate. And it what I don't like about the story is that it takes out uh, my team out of the talk. <laughs> and up yeah. until that story broke, I thought my team was maybe still in the talk. You know, and that's Montreal, of course. Well, I don't like. I don't like that the story broke, broke in general because no. it uh, affects the players involved in the trade. Again, Matt Duchesne has been dealing with with this for a year and a half now, and he he wants out. He's made that vocal. He's yeah. still not out. He's still in Colorado, and he has to deal with this constant trade rumor stuff. And the same with Carl Turris. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to be involved in this trade talk either. So, One thing I'm not sure of in, in any of the coverage I've seen of this is that necessarily all of the picks and prospects come from Nashville flowing to Colorado. I'm not, sh- no one's actually said that. They've said that Colorado gets picks and prospects. They may be getting some from Ottawa as well as part of this deal. I'm just opening that right, totally. in my mind. Yep. Yep. That's, that's definitely, we don't, we don't know all the details, so we just know what, what Twitter tells us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm not going to do my power rankings this week, but oh. I, I, yeah, sorry. I, I just think it's a bit repetitive and there's not a lot of this changing week by week. Maybe I'll do them once a month or something, but right. I wanted to talk about maybe some teams that had a really good week, some teams that didn't have really good weeks. Sure. I thought maybe I would do it that way. So teams that had really great week, really uh, great week have been uh, San Jose, four game winning streak. Mm-hmm. San Jose is on fire right now. They're getting their game under control. Uh, Colorado, three game winning streak. The Rangers, three game winning streak. <laughs> All that talk about Atlanta Vigneault 
being fired yeah. if he lost the game, and now they've won three straight. It, tur- it turned around in that game. <laughs> yeah, And it they've really been did. on fire ever since. Yeah, because I think they were down in that game 4-2 or something yeah. against Arizona or Las Vegas. Yeah. Or, or, it sorry, was, it was Vegas, not Ve- Las Vegas. Vegas, yeah. And, uh, and they, they came back and they won. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Nashville, two-game winning streak. Chicago, two-game winning streak. Calgary, two-game winning streak. Calgary's played really, really good this week. Mm-hmm. Um, other teams that are having a strong week, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, Vancouver, L.A., Columbus, New Jersey, and Winnipeg. Winnipeg has been flying under the radar, and they lost last night, but uh, barely. Yeah, it's a game that they easily, very easily could have won. Yep. Uh, Montreal dominated the game. We'll talk about the individual game. We watched it together, or much of it. But uh, Winnipeg played well enough to win, and the oh, game yeah. ended in an oddball way. So Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, teams that didn't play that well this week, uh, Toronto, Four six and and zero in their last ten, they've had uh, they'd have a tough a tough go in this past week and a half, and we'll talk about them a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit three six and one in their last ten, they're starting to fall down a little bit. Carolina three five and two, uh, not playing as well as I would hope they would or would think that they would. They they have a a pretty good team on paper in my opinion, uh, but they just can't get they can't be consistent. So mm-hmm. uh, it is still early in the season. So Florida is two six and two. They've really struggled lately, and uh, Edmonton three six and one. Even though they won their last game, I believe uh, they they looked pretty good. They're still struggling. So uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate to see these teams at the bottom, but that's that's the beauty of, beauty of the NHL. Teams will play great for a week, suck the next week, and. Uh, that's what's exciting. Mm-hmm. It, w- it would be boring if this all the, the same teams won over and over again. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we would just let the computer simulation run at everything and yeah. just check in at the end of the year, <laughs> yeah, see exactly. you on the cup, and <laughs> not waste our time. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the San Jose uh, celebration, and that was at the game last night where San Jose won 2-1 in a shootout. And so Don Skoy has scored an absolutely beautiful shootout goal. I would recommend anyone listening or watching to this, go YouTube it right now. Don Sky goal on Gibson in OT. He's still looking for his jockstrap. He's, he, yeah, he still is. And uh, it was not necessarily the goal itself, which was amazing, but the reaction of the guys on the bench. They went nuts. They were having a good time pushing each other. Uh, Peter DeBoer was was having a great laugh. He couldn't contain his smile um, at... at uh, just smiling at Don Scoy's skill and his his the goal he just scored. So it was it was a pretty cool uh, highlight. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you haven't uh, seen that, definitely go check it out. Um, another thing on my list is did you see LA's Folan score or Fallen Folan? I don't know how you pronounce it. He scored from uh, center ice. No, I didn't see that. He went to go have the illusion of dumping the puck, which most people do, and you see Saros left the net uh, as he was shooting it and to, to block it off in the corner or the behind the net and uh he sh- instead he shot it straight on net and he scored an empty net goal from center ice <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah it, it was unfortunate but um i think nashville did end up winning that game i believe yes and uh they won it if i'm not mistaken on a beautiful yannick weber airborne pass that went way up almost like eric carlson's pass last year right, in the playoffs right. Way up and found, I forget who, I'll, I, I'm going to go over the individual games, but yeah. uh, I think that might have been the game-ending goal or the game-winning goal. Was that the same goal that P.K. Suma scored a uh, 200-foot goal in the, empty, in, the, in the empty net? Might have been the same game, but not the same goal. No, no, not the same goal, but yeah, uh, yeah P.K. Suma. He did score in the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That was a beautiful goal by P.K. Like, he, I think he was behind his own net when he shot that puck, so <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, did you hear the controversy? Not controversy, but... Connor Sheary, how we've pronounced, been pronouncing it forever. 
Connor Sheary. Uh, yeah, I have that's, not. That's not how you pronounce his name. Oh. And it's just come out. And I, I already recorded a video recently talking about Pittsburgh and Chicago, which will release probably tomorrow. Right. And uh, I didn't know until last night that Sheary isn't the way you pronounce it. It's actually Sherry. Okay. And his family made this known to the media. Ooh. He doesn't really care himself. He said it was more of his family thing. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so huh. now the announcers are calling him Sherry, which is his actual pronunciation of his last name, and I'll start doing the same. Sounds good. And while he, while we're on the top, well, keep keep going. No, no, no. While we're on the topic, is it Alsner or Alsner? <laughs> well, I don't know because they don't they won't make up their mind because yeah. whoever does I can't remember who does the play by play. It was uh, Paul Romanuk. Yeah, Paul. He he's changed his mind. He started the season calling him Alsner, and now he calls him Alsner. Yeah. So we might have a similar story brewing about, you know, the, the Alsner family, uh, mm. getting uppity. But there's, there's names like that in the NHL who, that get pronounced. Well, look when Max Legacy started playing for Vegas. Oh yeah. That, that was just <laughs> brutal. When they Legacy, went. Legasse. Yeah. Uh, Legacy. Legacy. <laughs> That's God. what the New York announcers were calling Legacy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. And, and apparently Thomas Caberlet's name, his last name isn't pronounced Caberlet. Oh. It's, I, I can't remember what it is. I'll have to... It looks like Caberle, but it probably isn't yeah, that it's either. Like, it's like Caberle or something. That's how you pronounce it. Okay. So it's just the, the where the accent is, is in a yeah, different or, place. Or Caberla, or I think the E is an A or something. Like oh, okay. Caberla that makes Caberle. sense, actually. Yeah. yeah so, but he didn't he didn't bother correcting anyone his whole career. So, But there's there's stuff like that in the NHL. Yeah, it's all just, the time. There's, there's so many funky names yeah. uh, that it, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, I think uh, Panic in, is it Panic or... It's either, yeah, it's Panic in, uh, that's how it's spelled, P-A-N-I-K. Right. It's actually pronounced Panic in his home country. Yeah. Uh, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. There's all kinds of these names. That's oh the point. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Carrie Fraser, diagnosed with incurable I, cancer. I saw that. 65 years old, I believe yeah. he is. You know, way too young uh, for that, as so many people are these days. Uh, that's very unfortunate. And it w- was it some kind of blood-related cancer? I can't say I know for sure. I'm not sure. Mm, but that's really unfortunate. He's done tremendous things. He's probably the most popular and well-known referee in NHL history. It's hard to be a popular ref. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Really It hard. is hard to be a popular ref. Yeah. And uh, he's a man with great hair. Yeah. We, we did a, me and Justin did a video. I can't remember. Oh, hockey hair video or something like that. It was like months and months ago. <laughs> and he was in it because he had yeah. such a, a statue-like hair. Back in the day, the officials had their names on their jerseys, and now they just have numbers, mm-hmm. probably because of the, the negative Could reaction be. that they get. Uh, but it used to be, you know, Fraser was on the back of his jersey. Yeah, I remember that. Had, uh, there was one guy, I remember my father, who's, you know, passed away a long time ago, almost 30 years ago, but there was a linesman, and his last name was Noeth, N-O-E-T-H. And uh, my apologies to, to you if you're still around or if your family's around, but... I can see where this is going. Dad used to say, you know, that's why he's named that, because he knoweth nothing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it, <laughs> I knew it. He, every game he played, Dad said that at least once, you know, it was uh, so fun. But uh, <laughs> now, a lot of times, we don't know who the officials are, unless we pay very close attention at the opening face-off when the TV coverage shows Yeah, they'll them. announce them at the beginning of the game. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of the times we just don't even pay attention to the refer- referees no. until they do something wrong. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough uh, job for sure. It is. I get a lot of criticism. Uh, moving on, let's just briefly talk about Carey Price because the question was for the first month, what's wrong with Carey Price? And now we might finally know. And it's it's really frustrating because he apparently he apparently has a knee injury, which is fine. 
goalies get injured, no problem. Carey Price has a history of knee injuries. If he ha- if he was if his play recently, his poor play, I should say, recently is due to a knee injury, then why the heck is he playing hockey? Mm. If he's injured and they're losing games because of his poor play, why is he continuing to say I'm ready to play, I'm good to play? And why are they putting him in the net? That's so frustrating. I've only heard lower body. Apparently it was confirmed it was knee. Knee, okay. Well, that's that's very unfortunate because that's the scariest part of the lower body in my view. Yeah. Uh, I agree. But there are so many different types of knee injury. It could just be, uh, you know, a stretched muscle or a but I mean, slightly pulled I thing. I mean, clearly he's not the same goalie he was in 2014 or 15 or, or not 15, I guess. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to be, and I was firmly in the view, if you go back just a few episodes of this program, uh, I was all for, you know, see what you can get for him. <laughs> and, and that's probably a little harsh. Uh, this weekend in The Athletic, which is a series or a website I talk about a lot, there is a very detailed analysis on Carey Price this season mm. and on what's happening or not happening with Carey Price. The analysis is excellent. I didn't bring down the author's name, but there's only a few authors that write about Montreal. And he even included video examples, including the uh, 6-3 loss, I think it was, in Minnesota, where Carey Price didn't get across quick mm-hmm. enough to uh, stop a goal. But he broke that entire play down. And, you know, I don't think he's there to be a, a Carey Price apologist, but he showed in very minute detail every element of that play by Carey Price, mm-hmm. including the very last push across where he was out of position. His body, his upper body and lower body weren't aligned, so he counter-rotated and, yep. you know. But the puck that went past him was a woofed shot. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was a, you know, he faded on it or he, he whiffed on it. And Carey was actually in position for the real shot, the top corner shot, but it actually slid under his pad because he wasn't butterflied. Anyway, just all that to say that this gentleman's uh, opinion is that Carey Price is not as bad as he's looking right now, that a lot of it is adjusting to the new D, that he has to try to worry about four possible different things happening, whereas before, when he was more comfortable with his D, he knew their, their liabilities and their assets as the play was coming into his end, and he could better position himself. But now he doesn't know what this player or that player is necessarily going to do. There's different matchups, a lot of different characters on on D, and he's got to worry about the shot that he can see, mm-hmm. or even more so the, the one he can't see. He has to worry about the pass across, mm-hmm. and he has to worry about you know things bouncing off of Placanix's bum or whatever else. Well, there's is. been a few of those. Oh man, so you know it. It's been critical of Carey Price overall and the fans and the media generally. But this one guy, he broke that one play down. That was only on that one goal. Mm-hmm. He did talk about one or two other goals in that same game. And then he showed Braden Holtby coming across and how he gets across and how he does it so well mm-hmm. and how Carey Price isn't doing it that way right now. And that could be a function of this injury that, that we And that, that's we my heard. problem. Like, if it was one game and, and ten, 10 goals get scored in Carey Price and you want to analyze it, sure, go for it. But it's been a month. Mm-hmm. He's played, what, 11 games or 10 games, 10 or 11 games so far. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty decent sample size. And if he is playing injured, then why are you playing injured? You're just like, I don't understand it. You're Carey Price. If you're injured, get off the ice and heal. You have an, a history of injury problems. What's the point? But last year, 
there was an 11-game run between December and January where Carey Price let in one fewer goal than he's let in so far this season. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a down spike last year for the same length of time as right now until it was, the injury. It was right after he got pulled in San Jose. Yeah. And he had an awful time. And then there was a bit of a break. I don't know if it was an injury break or just benched for a while. And he came back and he was, his, his save percentage went from, you know, 872 mm-hmm. to 923 or whatever it became for the rest of the season after that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not impossible that, you know, that this injury could be, you know, in some ways, if it's not major, it could be a very good thing because it allows you to hit the reset button. Well, yeah, it gives him a break. It gives him a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm more frustrated with the Montreal organization because for the first two days, it was just lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Just tell us what it is. I mean, we're just going to speculate. We're just, that's what, what we did for two days is sit there and speculate on what the heck it could actually be. Is it the knee? Is it something else? Is that what's actually wrong with him? Like, just come out and tell us. Is it the be- same knee as last time? And I don't trust Montreal. No. They're the most untrustworthy organization in the league. Look what the, they when did it, with P.K. Subban. But when it comes to communication, you mean? Yeah, commu- yeah. it's all communication. Like, you're gonna, Bergman's going to tell us that he's not trading Subban, and then a couple months later, a month later, he trades Subban? Like, I don't trust Montreal as far as I can throw them. They're, they're the most untrustworthy. Like, just have some transparency. Tell us. Like, just be honest and open with us and tell us, hey, Carey Price hurt his knee. He's going to be out a week. Like, frustrating. All right. Just frustrating. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to the rookies. Because the rookies this year are... The rookie class this year is probably the most interesting story of the NHL so far, other than the teams, some teams doing way better than they should be. So... I just want to go over the rookie points this year mm-hmm. and, and top to bottom. So Keller was 16, uh, Boiser, or I don't know how you say his name. I, there's two, again, two people last night on the feed saying his name differently. So I don't know how you say it. I'm going to say Boiser, 13. Sergachev, 12. Butcher, 12. Brat, 11. Kempe, 10. Uh, Gord, 9. Milano, 8. Uh, Barzal, 8. And Nico Hischer, 8. McAvoy, 8. And then way down at 39th, we have Nolan Patrick with three points in nine games, and he has had some injury issues. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, but you got you got Nico Hischer barely in the top 10, and Nolan Patrick in 39th place, and they went one and two. Yeah. And you got guys like uh, Keller with 16 points. That's, he's over a point per game average. And Including a goal Arizona. last night and a shootout goal last night. Yeah, and he's playing for Arizona. Yeah. Like, this guy is, this guy is really just lighting up the lamp here. Yeah. And then... Uh, Brock Boiser last uh, night. I've heard him called Besser. Besser? Yeah. Okay, so I'll say Besser then. Okay. So Brock Besser, 13 points. He got four last night, and uh, we'll talk about that game a little later. Yeah. But uh, that was just a, a great thing to see. Uh, so if you move on from the rookies, I thought we could talk about Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Toronto has struggled immensely with their defensive capabilities in the past two weeks, I'd say, or really all season, but they've only they only got by in the first two two weeks because of their serious offensive power but they've struggled mm-hmm. monday they lost to san jose 3-2 wednesday they won over anheim 3-1 thursday they lost 5-3 to la uh and last night they lost 6-4 to st louis all games on the road yeah uh it, much like montreal toronto does not play well in, in california I don't think any, I don't know if any Canadian team plays well in California. I don't know what it is. Calgary, but, all of a sudden. Well, okay, one game, you can't <laughs> count that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tr- t- what what can Toronto do? Because I don't know, I don't think there is an answer right now. 
but they've had some serious defensive issues. And Anderson's played great at times, and then other times he's just been let out to dry by his defensive core. And Yeah, he's very streaky. Uh, last night he didn't look good. No, he didn't. Not at all. Um, they've lost five of their last seven, hmm. you know, and they got off to such a great start. You start to believe, you know, and you do. Yeah. And there's no reason not to believe anymore. It's not the end of the world. And Montreal fans are going through this exact same thing right now. Even worse, because Montreal had a rotten start. Oh, and last season, Montreal won the first 10 games. Yeah, there you go. And then look what happened. They barely made the playoffs. Well, I mean, they came first in their division, I think. But Toronto has a lot to still be happy about, I think. Mm -hmm. The uh, Babcock knows... Knows what's going on. He's he's very frank and open and honest yeah, he when is. he does his media interviews, and they're doing a little bit of shakeup. They're shaking up things in the offense more than the defense. You know, they're pairing Matthews with you know different players yep. instead of. Uh, um, who are you thinking of, Nylander? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I started with the L. Who's all the people? Uh, no, no, <laughs> the L and Nylander's in the middle, not the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the, you know they're 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 twi- tweaking some things, mm-hmm. but they are seriously uh, underperforming in net. Mm, yeah, uh, absolutely. And seriously underperforming on defense. Last night's game it ended up being six four, but it was actually six two. Six two, yeah. Until fairly late in the game, and that fourth goal that St. Louis scored, you know, I don't know what Kadri was doing in front of the net. I don't know if you saw that, but he just looked like he passed a back pass between his feet, picked up by St. Louis, and boom, yeah. you know, in the net. It's very strange. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, and, and St. Louis in general had a really good game. Petrangelo played really well, um, so there's a bit of that as well, but we'll see how Toronto does in the yeah. upcoming week. Who yeah. knows? Um, that's all I have until the end of the podcast. I want to maybe go over the scores or whatever you have to talk sure. about, uh, and then we can come back to me later. Well, since we're just finishing up on that game, it ended... Uh, uh, 6-4 for St. Louis, uh, and it ended a, a bad road, tree f- road trip for the Leafs. Uh, maybe that'll change around when they get to the mm. back to the ACC. The game that I thought was the most interesting last night was the late game. It was Pittsburgh and Vancouver. Yeah, and I didn't plan to watch that game uh, as intensely as I did. I, I thought I'd maybe watch first period or something like that, um, but I, I watched every second of that game, every second. It was amazing. It, it really was. And there's so much to talk about Yeah, on both sides. It's one of the best regular season games for excitement and yeah. and uh, momentum that I've seen in a long time. Mm. It was fabulous. So uh, Besser got a hat trick. Besser got a hat trick. He got one assist. Yep. Um, Bo Horvath got three assists and one goal. Yeah. And I think Tanev was in on everything too. That line well. that line last night. They were lights and, out. Yeah. And Berchi played really well. Yeah. Ber- um, Berchi was, yeah. Actually, Berchi was the other yeah. player that was involved more more fully. And... Uh, Really, there was quite a bit of chatter at the end of the game about whether Besser should have taken that crack at the empty net. Yeah, because he, he had a line there. He could have shot it. Yeah, and he passed it, I think, towards Tanev or Berchi or somebody. Yeah, just being un- unselfish. Yeah, and uh, there was quite a discussion in the uh, commentating commentariat afterwards <laughs> yeah. about whether he ought to or not ought to. David mm-hmm. Amber was like, ah, you should have shot it. That was terrible. <laughs> and, but Kiprios and Friedman yeah. uh, and Kelly Rudy were like, no, this shows great character and it stuff. It does, but, yeah. But when he gets back in the dressing room, I'm sure he'll get a talking to. Next time, yeah. take the shot. You shoot the puck. You know, you even see if an open net, you shoot the puck. Even if it's a two-goal lead, you know, with a minute left, take it. Yeah. Take it. Absolutely. So, but it was great. He's a he's a great kid. He Min- really is. From Minnesota. He's an American kid. Oh, and, nice. Uh, he's 20 years old, and he's living the dream. Look he, at that. He certainly is. He's on a team that uh, struggled last season. Yeah. He's, he's a new face on the team, 
and he's doing incredible things. So it's great to see in Vancouver. They're yeah. they're really exciting to watch right now. Did you? Uh, I I shouldn't ask you if you saw it because you watched the entire game. But that uh, goal that Pittsburgh scored early, that four pass goal. Uh, is that the one where Crosby passed it through the behind or in between his legs to yeah. someone he wasn't First even it looking went, at? It was Malkin to Crosby, and then Crosby between his legs. Yes. Way over to um, Sherry or uh, Sherry, sorry, Kessel, and then Kessel went back across the crease oh. to Gensel. Gensel put it in. Mm. So it was Malkin, Crosby, yes, Kessel, yes, yes, Gensel. Yes. And that, it was yeah, that's the goal. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was, it was one of the most beautiful things. And that's that's one of the reasons why I think Sidney Crosby is the best player in the league. He knows where people are on mm-hmm. the ice without even looking. That's the kind of chemistry that he he creates with people on his yeah. team, uh, and that's why that's one of the reasons why Pittsburgh is so successful. Really, it's uh, quite amazing. Yeah, it is very much amazing, and Vancouver ended up winning that game 4-2, and uh, it was well-deserved, and it was an awesome game. I, I didn't watch it live because my life was in turmoil yesterday with uh, wake and sleep cycles, and yeah. I had to drive a buddy to the airport this morning at 3.30. So uh, what I did was, thankfully, UPV aired the game. When I got back, I was wide awake by then, so I sat down and I watched the game nice. You know, between 4 and 6.30 this morning. <laughs> so it was great. I loved it. Awesome. Uh, next game that we watched together, uh, the earlier game that evening on Saturday night, was the Montreal versus Winnipeg. That was a strange game. Was it ever? I think Montreal was out shooting them at one point thirty to ten, and looked really good. Actually, looked really good, and somehow Winnipeg came back and they tied the game late in the second, I believe, and then scored two goals early in the third. Yep. Went ahead four two, and as someone who's watched every single Montreal Canadiens game this year. I'm watching this thinking, well, here we <laughs> the night's over because Montreal's not coming back from this yeah. as, in comparison to how they've been playing. Um, but somehow Montreal was resilient. They did come back and they tied the game and it went to overtime. And then Montreal scored in overtime in a very controversial play. Quite controversial because Pat Chiretti and Bufflin collided uh, off to one side uh, in the corner. Mm-hmm. And Bufflin had the puck, but he had just gotten rid of the puck yeah. when he and Pacioretty collided. So it was a bit questionable as to whether it would be an interference call or just a regular legal check mm-hmm. on a guy that had the puck. Because there is a moment of time where after you release the puck, you're still open game. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it wasn't called in any event. No, it wasn't called. If It I, it was one of those plays that I would have been okay either way. Like it was, it was, it was on the line. If you had, they had a call to interference, I would have been like, okay. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it is that uh, Dustin Bufflin looked like he got shot in the back of the head. <laughs> and I've, I mean, Dustin Bufflin's probably the thickest guy in the NHL. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone knock him down. And he fell like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. And he got up really quick. And after, by the time he got over there, Pacioretty had just finished scoring the goal and he took a run at Pacioretty. Yeah. So he was uh, still feeling okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not saying that he embellished it, but that's not Dustin Bufflin. You don't, you don't yeah. knock Dustin Bufflin down that easy. Pacioretty was interviewed post-game, and he said, you know, he's a bigger guy than me. Nine times out of ten, I'm the guy in the ice, not yeah. him. <laughs> you know, and I didn't even think penalty. You know, he said, I heard the crowd, but I didn't even think penalty. Mm. They also interviewed Hellebuck afterwards. Absolutely a penalty. That <laughs> 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 was kind of funny. Uh, but Hellebuck played good. Oh, yeah. Even though they lost the game, he, he played well. He had a ton of shots. Yeah. A ton of shots. I think he had over 40 shots of it when, the, when the game ended. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if... I don't know if Winnipeg deserved to win that game, and I don't know if Montreal deserved to win that game either. Well, so you know, it's a weird. It was a weird game. Look at Jeff Petrie. He was completely at at, at blame for I think it was the fourth goal. Mm-hmm. He just tripped over his own feet, fell down, and Winnipeg guy, I forget who it was, went around him and boof in the net. But 
Petrie made up for that a little bit by scoring, I think, the tying goal, 4-4 in the third, yep. after Placanics had taken a beautiful little pass from Gallagher, who was in the corner and had gone down on a knee to get it out to him. Placanics just buried it, so that, that made it 4-4 with Jeff Petrie's goal. But you and I are both not in the Jeff Petrie fan club this year. We are not fans of Jeff Petrie um, whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Petrie. No. I, I just, uh, he's too he's too much of a liability. He makes defensive mistakes all the time. Yeah. And he makes poor pinching decisions all the time. And he's a defenseman. Yeah, so it, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But, you know, somehow Montreal managed to pull out a win. Now Montreal's got a pretty tough schedule this weekend. They played Winnipeg last night. They play in Chicago tonight. Probably by the time this podcast goes to air, the game might be underway or maybe even over. Mm. Uh, and I'm not sure who Montreal's going to start. Because I hope they start Charlie Lindgren. I do too, and this is one of my favorite, uh, not favorite, one of my pluses, I guess, for Carey Price being unavailable for yep. at least a little while is they can bring Lindgren up and put him in. Do you know his record in the in the NHL? I think it's like 3 or 4-0 or something. 3-0. Three, 3-0. Three oh. oh. Hypothetically, if Charlie Lindgren comes in and just plays unbelievable, wins like four games in a row, Carey Price comes back. You think they put Gary Price in the back of the bench and let Lindgren keep playing? I would. I would too. I would. Definitely. You earn your way onto the ice, yep, especially you, in a franchise like Montreal. You should ride the hot, ride the hot goalie, always. Yep, always. Because uh, goalies with, with goalies, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. It's totally mental confidence. If they get in the zone and stuff, you do not want to bring them out of that zone. So. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, other games in the NHL yesterday, the Vegas, Gold, the Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Ottawa Senators 5-4. That was a good game as well. It was a very good game. It was an afternoon game. Mm. And finally, Maxim Legacy, <laughs> Legacy. got his first uh, win he, uh, yeah, in first that. Win. And Hollow got a couple of goals for Vegas, who's mm-hmm. also performing very well. Now, this uh, Legacy is an interesting uh, cat. He's been all around. I have a little map of where he's played in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for three years in a Quebec league, he was drafted and played for the PEI Rocket right here in the yes, Charlottetown area. Yes, the PEI area. Rocket. And, and one of those years, I was the photographer for the Rocket, so I probably get tons of pictures of him. That's right. You him should play. dig into your files. <laughs> then he went to the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. Mm-hmm. Then also the Shawinigan Cataracts and the Sherbrooke Phoenix all in the same year. Mm. After that, he went to the Texas Stars of the AHL for one game, but played quite a bit of time in the in the ECHL with the Missouri Mavericks and right. also played with the Bakersfield Condors. Mm. Then the following year, he played 36 games with, with the Texas Stars and a few games with the Idaho Steelheads, about 11 games. The following year, Texas Stars... The year after that, Chicago Wolves, uh, which is this year, Chicago Wolves for four games, and now he's up uh, having just finished his fourth game with Vegas. Yeah, because the Chicago Wolves are the affiliate team of Vegas. That's so, right. Which is kind of weird that the Blackhawks don't have their affiliate team in their own city. Yeah. At the, hmm. That's strange how that works. That's a little strange, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. whatever. But so far it's working. Uh, you know, he had a few losses, but... You know, those games that Vegas played, we talked last week about, you know, what's Vegas going to, what are we going to be saying about Vegas a week from now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a week from now. Yeah. Vegas played four games in six nights. They won the last of those four games. They lost the first three, but two of those three games they could have won. Oh, it was close. They were in it. Yeah. I'm not even sure about the third one. I wasn't paying attention for that game. They could have 
come out of this road trip with a much better account than they have. Yeah, it was a good test. It was a good character-building trip, I think, for the guys. They ended uh, with um, a win, mm-hmm. an important win. And I don't know who they play next or where they play. They're back home, I they? think, but I'm... I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, there's so many games that <laughs> I can't keep track of anything anymore. I won't say who, but uh, I've, we, we've talked off camera about uh, an acquaintance of mine, a former work colleague of mine, mm. who is going to be in Vegas... Yes. In a few weeks' time or a month's time, and he's seeing Vegas, San Jose, and he bought his tickets. He and his wife are going to the game. Yeah, that's amazing. You better take some pictures. Four rows back. Oh. And I said, you should put your phone up and do a little video. Hi, this is Beep, 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 and you're watching Post to Post, so yep. we'll see what he does. But he is going to take some pictures for you. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I've got some more entries recently of the uh, the videos. Oh, so yeah. I think I've got like three more to put in, in upcoming videos. So I I'll... think that's a great way to start the podcast. I love it. To start the podcast? Or, or to start the uh, any any of the shows. Any yeah, of the, uh, the videos. Channel, It'll never videos. be in the podcast, but yeah. Right. Yeah, that's <clears> great. <throat> Other games in the NHL. The Rangers over Florida, 5-4 in overtime. Uh, Shattenkirk from Nash for the winning goal. So that was uh, mm. that was nice. Uh, San Jose, Anaheim. Uh, we talked about that a little while ago in the shootout. Yep. So we won't uh, go through all that, but 2-1 for San Jose there. Washington beat Boston 3-2. Uh, Holtby was outstanding in that game from mm. what I read and what I the, the highlights that I saw. Another shootout, Tampa Bay-Columbus, 5-4 for the Lightning. Uh, Sergachev, still S- playing Sergeyev, fantastic. And, and who, so who won that trade, just quickly? Oh, I, I don't think it's... Well... Because Drew has been the best player on the Canadians. He has. Drew Ann is amazing. Like last night, he didn't show up in the score sheet much, or at all maybe, yeah. but he was oh, fantastic. He, he, got a, he got a point. Did at he? least At least one okay. point. But, you know, his, his ability to see the ice in his hands and his passing ability and receiving and, pa- and sending mm-hmm. on passes is incredible. I think he's a superstar in yeah, the league. No question. Um, he's getting paid $5.5 million. Uh, That's incredibly reasonable, yeah, in my opinion. It's a good deal. When Sergachev gets his new contract in two years or whatever, he's going to get paid like $7 million. Yeah. Oh, probably. I think I have. <laughs> I think Montreal wins this trade. I hope you're right. Uh, right now. But I hate to see Sergachev go. Yeah. Just, just when he's about to light up. Mm. And then he did. You know, watch him down there. So, yeah, I think I'd say 50-50 for now. But like a lot of the young, old, you know, trades that happen, you might win. Like Weber for Subban, for instance. You know, Montreal might win that the first couple of years. Oh, but yeah, then Weber gets and older and yeah. slower and Subban is still bringing it. Yeah. So it might be a... A question of not only who won it, but when they won it. Yeah, it, it depends on if they won the Stanley Cup too and, and stuff. Yeah, so. uh, Stamkos got the game-winning goal. He's at twenty-five points now, or something like he's that. A, he's a fantastic. Elsewhere, Dallas beat Buffalo five-one. Are you shocked? Uh, nope, I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they they showed a, a speeded up version. Speeded. Of, speeded up. Sped. Sped. Okay. Sped up. <laughs> fine. Uh, sped up cycle that uh, Dallas had at one point. Yeah. They had the puck for a minute and 24 seconds in the uh, the Buffalo zone. Mm-hmm. They just cycled around and around and around. <laughs> they did an entire line change during the cycle. Really? And at the end of it, scored. <laughs> That's amazing. It was I'm going to have to go watch that. You should, you should go to that. It was great. I'm not sure exactly which goal of the five that it was, but it was incredible. Was it on a power? It was on a power play? It might have been. Uh, certainly. If it wasn't on a power play, that's even more impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. If it was five on five, uh, Buffalo's got some problems. Yeah. Or bigger problems than we even thought of. Uh, Nashville beat the Kings 4-3. Uh, 
Uh, Arvidsson scored in overtime on a breakaway for that for that win. Hmm. Arizona beat Carolina 2-1. Ranta got hit along the boards that in that game. That was a weird play. He came out so far. He really did, and he got whacked. But it looked worse at real time than it did on the slow-mo, I yeah. thought. On the slow-mo, you could see he took it on the left shoulder. But his head still snapped back, and he went back, you know, and, and his helmet flew off and all of that. But I think it might have been oversold a little bit. Mm-hmm. He went back. He didn't even stop playing. He went back into his crease, you know, got himself together and played a great game. Yeah, he did. And uh, he stoned in the shootout. He was so excited when they won in the, over, in, in the shootout. He was, I don't know if I've ever seen a goalie more excited this year than, than Antti Ranta was. Yeah, because Ranta's had a rough ride. Yeah. Uh, I had heard, and I didn't realize this at the time, but someone made a comment last night on the television that when he showed up at training camp after the trade, he was not in shape. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that he was really... Uh, not in, you hmm. know, in, in the in the mode to, to get going. Interesting. And he incurred the wrath, I think, maybe of the management there uh, for not being ready to roll. Huh. But now he's... He's he, good you know, to go? He's good to go. But uh, it wasn't good at the beginning. And I don't know if that was generally known or just came out recently. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Okay. And Chicago beat Minnesota 2 nothing. Hopefully Chicago got all their goals out of their pocket for the weekend uh, already done. Yeah, Chicago's starting to play a little bit better, so that's bad news for yeah. the Canadians tonight. Yeah, Anisimov was, uh, was, a, uh, was a light in that game. And Colorado beat Philadelphia 5-4 in a shootout. I don't understand Colorado. <laughs> I really don't. They, they'll win a game against a great team, lose a game against a weak team, and then just look terrible against... Mm. Uh, the next game and then look amazing the next game i don't know they're so inconsistent i don't know what to think yeah i don't i seriously i don't i don't, I don't understand it <laughs> the same the same talent pool produces all those different range of results it's yeah hard to kind of hard to it's figure out a strange one i have a few other tidbits that i'd like to throw if you don't think we're already over time here hit me with those tidbits all right uh you you know my feeling with regard to paul romanuk as an announcer yes uh, Paul Romanuk has been around a long time, did a lot of uh, European uh, calling for like things like the Spengler Cup over the holidays, mm-hmm. over years and years and years of that. And of course, TSN stopped broadcasting a lot of hockey for quite a while and then picked it up again. So we saw Romanuk come and go, but he did some junior things and other stuff. But I'm not a big fan of Romanuk. Not that he can't call a good game, but he has these ticks. He wants to bring back the ghost of Danny Gallivan. <laughs> And what drives me crazy is that at least one time every game he calls, he talks about a missed pass and calls it a failure to negotiate contact. Yeah. And when I hear that, I want to destroy my television. <laughs> you can't steal someone else's saying like you that. You can't do that. You can't, you know, if, if some new Leafs announcer in 10 years' time starts saying holy Mackinac mm. or s- some Pittsburgh announcer 20 years from now says slap me silly Sydney or <laughs> whatever, it's, it's just as bad. Yeah, maybe, totally. Maybe not quite as bad, but Danny Gallivan had very, very interesting verbiage. Mm-hmm. Failure to negotiate contact was one. And when Danny Gallivan said it, since he invented it, he's allowed to say it whenever he wants. Yeah. God rest him. Uh, he had others. One time he called a fight a fistic set to. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And maybe he did it more than once. I saw it once. Yeah. He was great. He was, of course, a Montreal announcer in the 60s and 70s. Uh, He was amazing. And Paul Romanuk, uh, do your own thing. Mm. Don't be Danny Gallivan. You can't. Because there's a few other people like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gord Miller has his own tics. 
Gord Miller cannot. He it's like an obsession. He can he can't call the game without rattling off stats that nobody friggin' yeah. cares about. It, that's so right. That is so right. Like it, it's it's really frustrating. Actually, I like Gord Miller as a person, and he's a smart guy. But my goodness, buddy, like we don't care about what someone ate on a Tuesday last week. Yeah. It, like. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's the highest save percentage he has on a rainy Wednesday night since uh, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, just calm down. He's like Pierre Maguire in that way. Oh yeah. Pierre Maguire will go on a big rant about how thick people's legs are back in college, and <laughs> he's a he's a strange bird. He is. <laughs> yeah, we we've we've been there before with that. But Gord Miller is just call the game. Yeah. They spend so much time talking about things that aren't happening on the ice. It drives mm. me nuts. If you're there as a commentator, talk about what's happening or help us understand. A couple of times in the game last night, even Romanuk was calling the game. You could see uh, one time it was Drew. He was at the Montreal or was at the offensive blue line about to dump the puck in. And that was the uh, second period because Montreal was had the long change uh, to go back in their own zone. He dumped the puck in and immediately hopped over the boards to get off the ice for a change. Mm. But the camera panned away just as that was happening. I want the announcer to tell me that the Canadians are now doing a change. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can't necessarily see that. I knew in that case that was happening because it was just enough of a... That's the thing I want to know. I want to know when the line change is. I want to know if someone's out of position or someone has too many men. And this this has shades of our conversation about camera angles and these zoom-in shots and... Yeah. Uh, it was bad last night in the Winnipeg game. Uh, really, really frustrating because we want to see the ice. Mm-hmm. We want to see what's going on over in the corner uh, from people who don't have the puck. We don't want to see a zoomed-in shot of Al Matoya's nose hairs dripping with sweat. Yeah. Like, come on. And every time he moves, the cameraman has to swing the camera so quickly yeah. that it's almost nauseating. Totally. You know, it's very, it gives you vertigo. You see mm. the camera swinging so much because they're zoomed in so darn tight on every pore. <laughs> Yeah. Of of the guy's cheek. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, there. So I, I feel better about that little rant. And yeah, there'll be more of that. If, listeners and viewers, if you like those kinds of rants, I can... You're going to go on a rant soon? Oh, I, I'm I'm getting close to rant mood, yeah. Ooh, nice. Let, <laughs> let's do a rant video. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Let's do uh, it. Get your bleeper ready. And get your new shirt ready. Oh, yeah. We oh, won't, yeah. We won't tell, tell people what it is, but... I, I do have a new shirt that's been prepared that I don't know if I'm worthy of wearing it, but uh, I'll put it on. We'll call it Rant of the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> a couple of other quick tidbits. Back to Sweden for a moment, mm. if we might. Uh, in Sweden, there was a website uh, called the Sports Bible. Oh, yeah. We talked about this in the SHL video. Yeah, but we didn't do it on the podcast. And just in right. case no one saw that, there was a website called Sports Bible or Sports Bible in Sweden. And they had a story on us, you and me, mm. talking about uh, Swedish. Was it the arenas of the team logos? Uh, it was the logos. Okay. And they had this uh, picture of the two of us from the post-to-post screen grab of some kind. And these basically two Americaners uh, were talking about Swedish hockey. And and uh, I tried to get some decent translation of it. It wasn't a very long story, but it was just a bit of a rant on their end about these two. Yeah, dudes Americans. These two Americans, you know, <laughs> daring to comment on things about Sweden. Uh, of course... I hope most of the listeners know that we're not American. Not that we'd be ashamed to be American. I, I love wrong Americans. American. Yeah. yeah, Americans are great. Canadians are, are... We're just very We're just very proud to be Canadian. Yeah, we're just as good, just a little bit different. Yeah. You know? I, I wish I had Dunkin' Donuts. 
<laughs> instead of Tim Hortons, you know, because I, that I makes wish, me maybe less than a full Canadian. I wish I had Chick-fil-A up here. I wish I had more Arby's around here. I know that. Uh, so, yeah, so there's lots of things about the, the United States that I absolutely love. Absolutely. And, uh, so I, I'm not offended to be called an American. Mm. Uh, and, and hopefully Americans aren't offended to be called Canadians. But uh, if you're going to be a journalism webpage, at least try to get it right. Well, in getting it right, they called, they didn't even get our name right. They called it Puck to Post. Yeah. How hard is it to look at the YouTube channel and see that it's post to post? Yeah. It's, that's child's play. I yeah. mean, come on. Terrible. Like you said, if you're a journalist and you're going to do a story on a big sports website, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, yeah, get it like, right. People make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> totally make mistakes all the time. But I'm not a professional. I'm an amateur idiot on YouTube. <laughs> talking about the sport that I love yeah. because it's a hobby yeah. and I love it. I'm not getting paid to write articles for a giant sports, uh, not newspaper, but a, you know, yeah. a media company in Sweden. Like, mm, yeah. frustrating. Now, uh, here's our love for Sweden coming out. We're going to be watching some Sweden hockey at the end of this week coming. Because Ottawa and Colorado are both Ottawa going. Ottawa and Colorado are yes. going, yeah. And, and this is a very interesting a uh, little trip. They're leaving tonight, or no, tomorrow night, Monday night. Yeah. Ottawa has a skate in the morning, then they're getting on board a plane at 10 p.m. on Monday and heading for uh, Sweden. Mm. They're playing two games on Friday and Saturday, which would be evening games in Sweden, but they'll be afternoon games for us. So Friday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, I believe, is the first game, and Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time is the second game. Mm. And they're both in the same arena, although they'll switch roles as to who the home team is and who the away team is. And they're playing at the large uh, Ericsson Dome, mm. which is where Deer Gardens plays. Right. And it looks like a big golf ball. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, an amazing building that seats about 13 plus thousand. So mm -hmm. it's not a huge uh, rink or arena. Yeah. But uh, the ticket prices are interesting for this. Oh, hit me with it. Uh, prices will be 390,000 to 2.27 million kroner. Okay. Now <laughs> in, in Canadian money, that's about 60 bucks to 350 bucks for a seat. Wow. And the 350 seat is a VIP first class seat. You get special busing to the event. What? You get a six course meal. You get unlimited bar. You get box seats. You really get looked after. 350 bucks, and you get all of that. Wow. And there's a slightly lower tier, like 200 and some bucks, and you get, you know, you get a hot dog or, you know, you get burgers. Mm. Instead of a gourmet meal, you get burgers and you get, you know, a few less perks, but it's still a darn good deal. And if you just want to go in and get a seat or maybe a standing room spot, yeah. uh, it's 60 bucks. Hmm. That's I would pretty good. love to see. If I was, if I was a rich or a millionaire, I would be flying over there in a second to see yeah, these games. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I will be watching those games very intently. Yeah, there are some uh, Swedish players on both teams, mostly on Ottawa. Ottawa, of course, we've got Eric Carlson. Yeah. And we've got uh, Frederick Klaassen. Klaassen? Klaassen. Klaassen. Uh, who's actually from Stockholm. He lives four minutes from that ring. Really? That's his home. That's amazing. And his parents live only 20 minutes away. <laughs> and also we've got Johnny Oduya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's Swedish as well. So he's really excited. And uh, Frederick's best friend in hockey, who he played with uh, in Sweden for Djurgården last mm -hmm. year or a couple of years back, is Gabriel Landeskog. Ah, oh, yes, another very famous Swede. Yeah. yeah, so they're all going to be there, and he's he's looking forward to handing, hanging out with Landeskog. That's you know, amazing. Even though they're going to play against each other twice, yeah. which is great. Uh, but they, yeah, they played together, and they're best friends. Cool. So that's, that's, that's a great little story there. 
And uh, yeah, that's it's going to be fun to watch. Now, the Friday game will be a work day here in Canada, but the Saturday game is actually uh, not only a Saturday a weekend, but it happens to be November the 11th, which is Remembrance Day here and Veterans Day in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there should be lots of time to be at your 11 o'clock ceremony at the Cenotaph and still get home in time to see the game. Mm, absolutely. I, I kind of wish that the NHL would do this every year. Put a game in, uh, put a game or two in London. Just oh yeah, like I don't I'm, there, no, I don't know if there's any British players in the NHL, but have a, have a game in London, have a game in France, somewhere. Yeah, Paris. Put a game in Paris. I don't know if there's any big arenas in Paris. I'm sure there are, but uh, I think it's good. I think it's good exposure. Yeah, I don't know if it fits in France. I'm not sure. I'd still like to see it. Yeah. I'd still like to see it. I think Berlin would be amazing. Stockholm Stockholm would be awesome. Yeah, Stockholm. An awesome city to play. Where they're going to be. Helsinki. Helsinki would be great. Oslo would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some of the northern former Russian satellite countries like Lithuania, Estonia. Satellite, there's, yeah. There's some big uh, hockey culture there you know, that uh, has grown and some good players from there. Can you imagine seeing an outdoor game in one of the... Uh, I don't know, like a Barcelona soccer stadium, an outdoor <laughs> game in that. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yes, the Canadians versus the New York Rangers at Wembley Stadium. So that'd be <laughs> kind of fun to do. Well, you didn't do your power rankings, and I'm disappointed because I had you my... You had them prepared? I, well, I had my... From Buddy? My buddy, uh, Dom Luzician from The Athletic, and his rankings, but I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on him, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to spend less time on him in the future because he has his new rankings are out for the coming week as to who's going in what direction. Mm-hmm. He also had some game picks. He picks games every night as to who the favorite team is. Last night, he made 13 picks for 13 games. He got five right mm-hmm. and eight wrong, and some of them were quite wrong. Uh, he even in his picks though, he's, he does all the, the things you need to do. He accounts for who's injured. He accounts for who's had an easier schedule so far. So their numbers are falsely high. Right. He accounts for who's playing their fourth game and, or, you know, six nights or their third game and four nights. So he tries to, you know, factor all of that in, but he got uh, quite a few wrong. Well, predictions are so hard in the They are very hard. And, but he's a guy who uses a lot of metrics Mm -hmm. and... Sometimes it's just not about numbers, though. It's just not about numbers, and I guess we'll find out with the Florida Panthers. But, Mm. yeah, so we can skip that part. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Are you going to talk World Series? Uh, We can talk at the end. At the end. I just want to go over um, the week on the channel. Sure. Yes. So the first video after last week's podcast was the weekly NHL recap with Justin. That got 2,100 views. Uh, top five players, which is which was a collaboration with Rocket Rider, uh, that got 2,200 views. Uh, KHL jerseys ranked got 2,600 views. Mail time got 2,400 views. That was mail time number seven. Uh, I did a video on games I'll be watching this coming week. That got 2,300 views. Um, Justin did a, vi- uh, a video on the NHL players with the worst reputation, oh. and that got 3,500 views. Uh, and then I had a video of my collection of all my merchandise, jerseys, shirts, hats. I got 5,300 videos. That was the best performing uh, video of the week. Nice. Um, I assume because we're all merchandise collectors. I mean, that's part of the fun of being a fan is to is to have merchandise from your favorite team or teams. Um, fan Friday, 1,500 views. And active goalies on the all-time wins list in the top 100, 2,300 views. And then we took a look at the AHL jerseys. That got 3,000 views. Uh, 
And then the Germany arenas uh, got 1,500 views. And that's a video I think people should go watch because there's some funny stuff in that video, specifically in the Tukas re region of the body. What? And, and metal seats. Remember the metal seats in some of the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's got some humor in it for sure. A little cold in the buns. Yeah. Uh, videos coming up next week are why I don't cheer for Pittsburgh or Chicago. I already have it filmed. I was going to release it today, but I think I'm going to hold off until tomorrow, which is Monday. And I just, um, it's not a burn against Chicago or Pittsburgh. I just talk about why I don't cheer for them. I have nothing against any of the players. I have nothing against the city. Or I just, it's just strictly because they're so good. I've seen them play so much in the playoffs that I just want to see new teams win. That's it. That's all. That's the only reason I don't cheer for them. Well, then but, we don't have to watch the video then. I, no, I guess you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, SHL white jerseys oh, we've yeah. already filmed that yeah. Finnish Liga dark jerseys we've filmed that mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to put out another NHL 18 video I'm not sure what day and I'm going to explain what the trap is and I'm going to go a little bit more in depth with that and talk about um, the neutral zone the difference between the, the neutral zone trap the 1-3-1 one, one, and uh, yeah just the difference between those two because they're the most popular forms of the trap so excellent and uh we have a video coming up on the second channel this week on nfl stadiums ranked and that's Ooh. why i wore this chicago bears hat uh pretty excited to put that video out mainly because i have to apologize for a lot of things in the previous nfl video <laughs> that i did that was pretty terrible i accidentally said the texas longhorns oh, yes. instead of the houston texans <laughs> so um yeah, so I'm excited to make that video, and it should be pretty popular. So if, you, if you're not aware of our second channel, go check it out. There's more, there's post more, to post. more stuff on over on more post to post. Yeah, the channel we discuss all things other than hockey. All things other than hockey, yeah. Movie reviews, uh, look at other logos in other sports, jerseys, all that fun stuff. Vlogs, yeah. Neat. Okay, well, that's all I have. Is Do you have anything else? Just the World Series. Oh, just the World Series, okay. This is the first podcast since the World Series ended. Mm -hmm. It ended on, I think, November the 1st, uh, Game 7. I said to you, and I said to a lot of people, after the Dodgers came back and won Game 6 and tied the Series 3-3, that that was it, that the uh, Astros were done. They had you Darvish coming on the mound for Los Angeles in Game 7. Yep. After all the controversy mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Gurriel, and yep. I thought that this would be a great way to close off, you know, to tie up the knot on that. Uh, present for the fans of LA and for the fans of Darvish and he absolutely pooped the bed in the first two innings he gave up five runs and was pulled and he was done and the Dodgers were up five nothing they only gave up a run later in the game it ended up being five one and the Dodgers won the World Series on or sorry the the Astros won the World Series largely on the efforts of a very smartly run pitching staff and mm -hmm. combined people, you know, putting starters in for relief and running all the way through. And also Springer, you know, Springer got an RBI to get things going and then he's got a home run later on to, you know, put it away. Uh, he was amazing. It was a great story and a great story for Houston. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I, even though I was shading my, my intentions for to cheer towards the Dodgers because for obvious reasons, uh, well, reasons that will be in last time's podcast, I guess, mm. are obvious to people who listened last week, yeah. but not to everyone else. 
I'm very, very at peace and okay with the fact the Astros won. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that series. That's brilliant for the city. Oh, super. And speaking of the city, if anyone has the time or the ability to look on YouTube, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's on YouTube. But it's got to be. Tim and Sid is a very popular uh, sports commentary uh, show in Canada on Sportsnet. And they did a s- segment of their Tim and Sid, a little, I don't know, it was probably like five minutes, maybe maybe a little more, between five and ten minutes of them talking about the end of the Astros uh, parade. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and uh, they just, it's it's live, so they're talking about what's going on at the moment because they're watching it live. Uh, but they talk about shapes of the pools from the air and people playing music. And uh, it's, if you're looking for a laugh, definitely go check out that segment from Tim and Sid. I'm sure it's, I'm sure they have a YouTube channel. It's on Facebook or something. Yeah. Uh, just search Tim and Sid talks Astros parade or something. There's a, a fountain and, and reflecting pool, and I think it's in front of Houston City Hall. Yeah. And uh, the view from the air is interesting. <laughs> and not unlike one of the videos we did over the summer when we were in Fredericton, we talked about a particular logo for the uh, Calgary Canucks. Calgary Canucks, yeah. Yeah. So if you saw that, you'll know what we're talking about. It looks like uh, an, an appendage of... Yeah, it looks like a... Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? Yeah. Uh, so they were make, having some fun making fun of that. Yeah. And what I, I guess it happened, I didn't see all of it, just the, the part that you uh, clued me into. Looks like the parade went for a while and then it ended at probably at City Hall and on stage. So there were some speeches and mm-hmm. things and... You know, some of the players are pretty wound up, and uh, Tim and Sid. It's it's Tim McAuliffe and Sid Texiero who uh, who are the two guys yep. on the Sports Channel, and uh, they were amazing. Yeah, they're they're really funny guys. If you if you're not aware of Tim and Sid, I I I beg you, I beg you to watch Tim and Sid. I'm not sure if there's any channel in the states that would carry Pro- them. Probably not. Yeah, they're wonderful people. Yeah, <laughs> they're so funny. I love them. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, but in the States, if you have YouTube, mm. I'm sure Sportsnet has some sort of on demand or, you know, view hopefully later thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's everything for this week, I believe just about an hour. So that's good timing, roughly where we want to be. Um, so thank you everyone for listening or watching. We really appreciate that. If you're listening on iTunes, you can leave us a review. That helps us a lot. Or Google Play, that helps a lot, helps us a lot as well. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, hope you can hit that like button. Leave a comment down below. We always like to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, well, next next uh, week we... Uh, we'll be back with a full we'll show. Back. And I guess this was a full show anyway. So, yeah. But we'll be able to break down how the Sweden experiment went yeah. with Ottawa and uh, Colorado. Perhaps this will be this, the first of many uh, experiments like this in the next couple of years. I hope so. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me here today. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. Das Vidanya.